Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Lead Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm Adam, that's uh, I'm bringing the thunder from Johannesburg, <laughs> to quote that. Sorry, a storm's just, roll- the storm's just rolling Dwayne in our Johannesburg studio. Yes, Matt? I was going to ask, is Dwayne Vermeulen in studio with you? No. That- you can find it's Dwan. <laughs> Sorry, Dwan Vermeulen. Um, His new Pretoria name. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> I, I'm very glad to be back. Uh, last week was good. But there is a definite lack of order when I'm not around. Um, Peter Marisberg was great. Thanks for asking, guys. Um, Matt, Finn, and Alex are all here. I'm not giving them big intros. They've just been giving me shit since we since we started. You know, they never listen to me. I'm gonna leave. You know, I just I just I can't deal with this. Alex, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I don't, I'm not as exasperated as you sound, but I'm okay otherwise. Thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we're glad that you're here. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks. Ben, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, we have cyclonic conditions here in Mauritius, so it's a bit windy and rainy, but otherwise good. But you wouldn't describe it as stormy? No, it's just like wind and sort of... It's not like Joburg rain. It's kind of just like... It just rains a lot for a long time. Is that what but I'm then apparently. The yeah, no, you're hearing wind. Oh. Um, I, think, I think a cyclone does come out of the subset of storm. No, but it, there's not, like, thunder and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's just, like, basically, like, like wind's sort of the danger of a cyclone, not rain. <laughs> so, are there going to be mangoes on your car? No, or not? No, I had to move my car, because I was parked under a coconut tree. And oh, you God, know, that's... Yeah, fool, fool me once, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So uh, I have moved my car to not under a coconut tree. So hopefully. Yeah, but surely in cyclonic t- uh, conditions, every everywhere is under a coconut tree technically. Then. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I feel actually under a coconut tree is just more asking. under a coconut tree than not under a coconut tree. <laughs> Or maybe, you know maybe, maybe the logic to, to surviving a cyclone is to be underneath the coconut tree when it begins. It's like the eye it's of the like storm. The eye of yeah, the coconut tree. Yeah, because you know the coconut tree is going to have to move by the end of the storm or the cyclone. Uh, just, just like a lightning never tr- strikes twice kind of thing. So you should exactly. actually strap yourself to a lightning tower in a thunderstorm. That's exactly right. Are you yeah, listening, Adam? True. Strap, go find yourself <laughs> a lightning tower. Strap yourself to. Uh, I'll, like, do, I'll do that definitely after this. Okay. A message no. for all the kids. Send, all send the kids photos. Listening. Yes. Are we are we all on leave? By the way, I I am not on leave. I have work tomorrow. Uh, oh, sorry. Monday. That's cut. Okay. Oh, you know, someone's got to keep the economy going. Local governance isn't allowed to switch down, Adam. Come on now. <laughs> it's fine, Alex. Uh, Policy uh, needs I'm, to be uh, developed over Christmas. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not working for the next few days, so the South African economy should theoretically get a boost without me helping people dodge tax. Hmm. Well, that'll be good. But I, I, yeah, I'm also so, not. I'm also not working over the next couple of days. Just to be clear, okay. I'm just not. Just going in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be in the office. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled that porch straw two years in a row. I know exactly what that's like. So what? what uh, if you if you are still listening to us, thank you for hanging in here. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> we well, just a quick a quick preview of what we have coming up in this episode today. Uh, we have actually really enough quite a bit of news. Uh, weird time of year there's no rugby but plenty of rugby news 
And then just as since that we're approaching Christmas, uh, this has been recorded on the 22nd, we're going to chat about um, Springbok Rugby players and who they may be in the Game of Thrones universe because um, we get really bored sometimes and message each other in the WhatsApp group. And then also anything else that might come about it, pretty standard stuff. Uh, Oaks, are we going to have one more before the end of the year? Or well, this, is this going to wrap it up for the year? Uh, we can take yeah, a look. Yeah, one more. It's... Um... Let's keep it Adam, Adam would, would you describe this vote as a poll? Ooh, uh, Ooh, should we should we stop should we stop drop and poll? Yeah. Stop drop and poll in yeah. case of fire. Yes. Uh, fire well, content. Well, we could do. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we we will chat about availability, but no. I'm down with that. I, I'm back from well, my no, Portage retreat what, on the 28th. So, yeah. Well, what 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 day is the weekend then? So the weekend will be the 29th the and. 30th? Yeah. Or yeah. 20... No, the 28th then. Yeah, we can record on, I reckon. Yeah. 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 That's, that sounds good. good. All right. Well, then, um, let's, let's, I guess, get straight into it, into the news. Um, I've got it from a variety of sources this time. Uh, the Guardian News 24 stuff and the Sydney Morning Herald. So the first one, uh, this is from stuff. Top rugby players to get new, and I quote, passports to monitor workloads. The world's leading rugby players are to be given a passport to monitor. So I'm making notes so I can let people know. All right, cool. I've been given a passport to monitor their training and playing workload before next year's World Cup in Japan in an attempt to reduce their risk of chronic burnout. The move comes after a survey of international players revealed that almost half have been pressured into playing when not fully fit. The study carried out by the international rugby players... What? By international rugby players. Isn't that association? Like, I feel like it was hypo. The global By international rugby players. Who, <laughs> yeah. who do you think it was? I, I think it was Vinny LaRue, yeah. John no, no, Sexton, no, 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 no. And, and Sergio it's Parise. Like I think I, they, they clubbed together. And, I think yeah. it, was, it was spearheaded by Ryan Crotty. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I was going to say, the, the global they've got medical staff, so it's Big Yanni's also involved there as a, med- the, as a doctor. The global representative no, no. body... Uh, let, me, no. let me get through this, let me get through this quickly, okay. <laughs> also highlighted concerns on, about the number of contact sessions in training you can do during it. for both club and country. Omar uh, name, the IRP chief executive, okay, the organization needs a better name, revealed that to reduce the risk of mental and physical burnout, players would be issued with player load passports so they could monitor their workloads. The passport, which will include an app, oh, it's got an app, to log training sessions and matches will form a key plank of the IRP's bid to change the culture in a similar fashion to the approach to concussions. The system is expected to be in place for the World Cup training camps in July. Uh, and just to f- finish up the quote here, we are bringing in a player load passport which monitors when a player moves from province to country and back to province or indeed when they move from one country to another to a new environment and need an understanding of what kind of load they have been subjected to in the past couple of seasons. There are two approaches to this. There's an acute load, whether we damage someone in the space of a week with blowing them out, and then there's the chronic rate aspect um oh this mentioned johnny sexton uh let's see blah 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 well you can check this out on stuff a sensible idea i think surely because players but it, 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 it doesn't seem to have any sort of legal weight though yeah, like it's not, yeah. it's not binding there, there, on anyone. there's nothing to enforce the country like the guy, you know, the whatever, Franco Mostert can hold up his iPhone and say, listen, I've made 8,000 tackles in the last two weeks. But, like, <laughs> that doesn't stop Rassi from playing him. Like, Yeah? Isn't... No, sorry, just a deafening silence. Just sorry, no, 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 so, so, sorry, I, I just cut. I'm going to try to get some better Wi-Fi. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like it, it, it's, it's not... No, it's, it's cyclonic, Matt. I can't go in the hammock. I'll get blown away. <laughs> Just with a seatbelt, with a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, then I'll, then I'll get blown away with the hammock. Like. Sounds, that sounds better. <laughs> yeah, at least I'll have my hammock in my new destination, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I don't know where I cut off, but I was basically just saying, like, it's not, it's not binding on anyone, so what's the, yeah. I guess it's, it's a useful tool, and hopefully they do take note, because rugby obviously is quite a tough sport. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the problem is it's counterintuitive to what the franchises want, because obviously you want your players to su- play as soon as possible, because it costs more money to have them injured than play. Yeah, obviously. So yeah, but, uh, or, but I, I think I think they also too because then we were talking about Vili Leroux, who we worried isn't going to get enough rugby before the World Cup. Okay, yeah, he's a different story. And and generally when these things come out, they err on the side of like pretty extreme caution. You know, like oh, you know, you shouldn't make more than five tackles a week or whatever. So <laughs> Jesus, what are they going to? Peter Stefftoy is going to play ten minutes and have to go off. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's going to start the game on the or whatever. Like, He'll yeah. show, like, show up his passport to Rusty and be like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm shipped to the wing for the rest of the game. Actually, you no, know no. what? Un- under this system, Peter Stefftoy is actually not allowed, not allowed on a field for the next four years. He's sort of credited already. <laughs> Got a self-imposed <laughs> ban for 2024. He's, he's done. He actually has to retire now, like... And then someone, someone like Nas can come out of retirement since he never <laughs> yeah. got his jersey dirty. <laughs> turns out, turns out Nas actually only yeah, had a four-game career. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. To, to me, it sounds a little bit gimmicky, and like I'm with Ben in that it's it's obviously going to come down to what the clubs or unions do with the information. And to be honest, like in light of that, it's probably not going to make any difference because they kind of have all that information already. Like no one's. It's not like Gloucester got Franco, and we're like, oh, Franco Mustard, like you've never played a club a, a club game for us, therefore we assume you you've never played a game of rugby ever, and we're just going to treat you as though you've like a fresh rookie. You know, they they know what his background is, so they either don't care or they do, and that's not going to change based on what's happening. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's I presume maybe maybe it's just for the players, so you know they you know, do they have a union or something? Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're various unions, so I don't know. Uh, Again, like, I don't know how much power they actually have. Yeah. Alright, um, look, I guess let's uh, move on. Um, oh, Rory Arnold, uh, twin brother of Richie. It is Richie Arnold, right? It's Rory and Richie. Yeah. Uh, I think Richie's, yeah. Richie's the twin brother of Rory. Not yeah, I was about uh, to say, Richie's the twin brother. It's the other way around. I'm uh, sorry, uh, my, my apologies. Um... Well, Rory, he's apparently signed to go to a French club, Toulouse. He's signed for Toulouse yeah. at the end of the 2019 Super season. So he's uh, moving offshore. But someone else is back. I think that, that, that's that's a pretty solid, like, I don't know. Like, I think he's lying on a CV or something to get signed by Toulouse. Yeah. Uh, well, Toulouse aren't great. Like they, and he is an international. Due to lose yeah, things, getting he's, the other he's a, Arnold. He's an, he's an Australian lock. That's arguably the weakest international position in the top ten. I know maybe like Italian flank or whatever, but actually, they, that where are they in the world now? Sixteen or some shit. Well, Italian, Italian flanks can double up the scrum halves. Oh yeah, true. Like that, that kind of that kind of versatility. Yeah. No, but I mean, like like an Australian lock, you would rather basically have locks from up to Fiji. No, Fiji are uh, good locks. Would you, yeah, okay. I was going to say. 
Well, answer me this. Would you rather have a, a lock from Australia or a blindside flank from Australia? They're the Australia. same thing, Alex. It's a trick question. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> I was going to say, do they actually have blindside flanks there? Uh, they have Hannigan. Well, the, the right answer is lock because whoever's play, play, playing, playing blindside flank is the, the lock who couldn't make the team. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever's playing lock is the blindside flank who couldn't make the team. No, they don't have any blindside flanks. <laughs> true, true. So, so uh, another Aussie player, Ben, you're getting a bit of uh, wind feedback uh, on your mic. Just FYI. Oh, sorry. I'm, 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 sitting, I'm sitting by a fan. Uh, okay, it's a fan. <laughs> Again. Fuck. You're in the three-day goddamn fans. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have enough wind with the cyclone. I'm sitting by a fan as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I think once you marry her, she's more than just a fan, Ben. Sure <laughs> Other Australian transfer news Carmichael Hunt He reportedly returned to Super Rugby next season After being thrown a lifeline by the New South Wales Waratahs On the outs of the Reds uh, A.K.A. Bradshaw he- hates him Has agreed to terms with the Waratahs According to News Corp Blah 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 um, see if there's more. Aren't they getting someone in return? Uh, he joined But controversy inspired under the terms of the deal following negotiations, a report involved the Rugby Union Players Association, Rugby Australia, and Hunt's management, the Queens will pay part of... Oh, no, it's just that Queensland will pay part of Hunt's Waratah's contract. Oh, okay. okay. I thought they were so they're getting, getting, they're getting Hunt for, like, for, for discs. The Tars are getting Hunt for a discount. But so I thought... Uh, imagine Hunt's... how cuck would be if Hunt runs in a hat-trick against you and you're paying his salary, literally. Oh, God. But didn't Hunt also say, like, I, I think it's not even three months ago that he... He's over his demons, and he really, really just wants to impress Thorn and get back into the play, get back to playing for the Reds. Yeah, that was pretty true, but still, you'd rather take a sure thing if you can get it. Mm. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it was a misprint, and he said, "Actually, I just want to get back to be be paid paid by the Reds." Uh, maybe what he wanted to say, yeah, yeah maybe what maybe what he was saying is like he, he really wants to get himself out of the red and back into drugs. Do you know what? He's a good player. Actually, I can't really see him making the, the World Cup. No, I don't think he'll make the World Cup. Where's Slipper? He's a, Didn't he's, he's, too? Unless he moves to blindside flank, then he might make it. Or, or lock. Or lock. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure. Sorry. He's got a future Australian lock. Oh, he definitely put more effort in than Hannigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, just sticking sticking with uh, Australian news. Uh, Michael Chaker, he has survived uh, as Australian coach. However, he now has to work under a director of rugby called by the- Adam. Adam, Adam, Adam you listened to last week, week's pod. Was it last just week? Catch up, catch up. Yeah, Adam, listen on, to the Adam. episode. We ask, we ask you nicely. <sighs> okay, we'll move we, on. I sent you the hyperlink and everything. No, you didn't. Well, I'll send it to you after this. Okay, well, that's what that's what I was checking the data, the story. But no, but this is actually about um, more about Stephen Larkham. And Michael Chaker is going to decide his fate. That's actually what I was talking okay. about. So it's, it's new news. It is new news. Yeah. Okay. You okay. just we'll had to lead it in with like ten minutes of old news. Got it. Yeah, but you guys kind of cut me off. So um, we did, we did you a favor. You're about to embarrass yourself in front of like three listeners. Either way, uh, Larkham. What, what, one of those. One of those, which is not you, Adam. As yeah. a sacrificial lamb. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, no, I'm, I'm not moving on. Uh, Burger. <laughs> Scott Burger. Yo, I want to know about Larkham. Yeah, what's yeah, happening really... Larkham? Oh, Where's Jesus Christ. Um, 
now I gotta find the story now, Steven. Like, yeah. He's closed it down. Yeah, yeah. He shut down his PC. <laughs> he gave up. Alright, okay, 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 okay. He's climbing the, the wallabies, the wallabies lost nine out of 13 tests in their worst return since 1958. Had a bad year. Uh, as you guys spoke about last week, Chaker was spared the axe uh, by Rugby Australia boss Raylene Castle. Uh, but she announced Scotland director Robinson Johnson he's going to take over with the Wallabies in mid-March following the Six Nations. But she also said Chaco and Johnson will begin discussions immediately to decide the future of coaches Larkham. Simon uh, Rai... God, Rai Waluai. R-A-I-W-A-L-U-I. He's a forwards coach. Mick Byrne, skills and Nathan Gray defence. Um, yeah, Gray is also. Castle wouldn't confirm a timeline for the decision and only that she would have to rubber stamp any recommended changes. So, uh, who's going to get... Uh, I have a feeling Nathan Gray is totally going to get shafted because their defense has been pretty poor. Um, but Stephen Larkin's a legend. How can they sack, sack Stephen Larkin? Yeah, I feel there might be riots in the streets if you sack, uh, sack Stephen Larkin, to be honest. Mm. I feel it's up there with sacking Victor Matfield after his first season. There'd be riots, in, there'd be riots too, because compar- comparable legends, I'd argue, on the field at least. That yeah. same sort of position. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Well, what, so what does Larkham's the backline coach, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So he's the coach who's had the least to do. If he was, like, kicking coach or something, that'd be pretty dick. Just, I don't know where to start kicking him. <laughs> um, I don't know, I mean, it's... Well, it's, the, the backline hasn't one of those been things. great, to be honest. Like, no, but I was about to say, like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, where do you pin the blame on something like this? Because they've been shipped across the park. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a it's like a holistic problem with yeah. Australia at the moment. They're not there's not one weakness that's just blanket below averageness. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think their backline should shoulder some blame because they have a very good attacking backline which is produced between little and fuck all. <laughs> yeah. I think um, they produce, they produce that one with. It's hard to say exactly whose fault it is. Like, I think it's probably a bit harsh on Larkham. I, I think I think blame should heavily fall on Rory Arnold. Yeah, I think I think he should fall in fall in his sword inside for a foreign union. Yeah. Good idea. Or is that Richie? Adam, Adam, have you slipped out of your coma? Like? Have you slipped out of your coma yet? And are you ready to take us to the next news piece? Uh, I'm ready to take us to the next news piece. Um, yeah, okay. Scott Berger. He's quit Saracens, and he's heading back to South Africa. Uh, he spoke to Rugby Passers' Chris Jones. Uh, yeah, he's leaving Saracens at the end of the season. Um, let's see. Can we all, he's can we all just likely? agree right now that he's definitely going to the Bulls? Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Skulkin, Skulkin Thor, 100%. No, it, it, it says that while he's quitting English Rugby, the, the, the staff flank is considering one more short-term deal most likely in Japan, before having, hanging up his boots. Having spent 12 years at the Storm as a tour at Suntory Sungalath before adding his talent to the Saracen squad, he will not be putting his body through another preseason to be able to endure the kind of physical demands the English scene requires, Berger explained. Open quote, I will be finishing up with Saracens at the end of the season, and I'm looking at all kinds of options to see if they can work out. Retiring completely is also one of the options. We're moving back to Cape Town, and if I do anything else, playing-wise, it would be a short-term because anything like another premiership season is a big commitment to make. Um, and despite the demands of European rugby, Berger expects another wave of Springbok players to head north after the World Cup in Japan next year, which is serious implications for domestic rugby in South Africa. Uh, let's see, the round sucks, blah, blah, blah. Open quote. The problem for the franchises at home is that you have 
young players coming through. And by the third season, they head off to France, and there are between 350 to 400 South African professional players out operating outside the country. Something will have to give in South Africa to change the situation, and the current system is under massive pressure. It's not good news for the fans when you lose a lot of Springboks who move abroad. One of the reasons why the crowds are dwindling for Super Rugby games is because there's such a turnover of players in the squads. Fans want to relate to the player and the jersey, and here at Saracens, there are many players who have played 100 or 200 games for the club, and there is familiarity. This is an issue in South Africa with every squad having six or seven new faces every season. He does, he is confident that the box uh, stand, a, stand a decent shot of winning the 2019 World Cup. So, uh, yeah, Skulk talking pretty pretty solid stuff there, as we would expect him to do. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Good job, Skulk. I wonder if you had someone ghostwrite that speech room. Yeah, good, good. That, 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 that's spot on. Like, like I feel that yeah. m- most kind of you know, people who know what's happening in rugby, that's their thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, is, it is quite a, quite a, sorry, quite an interesting point. He says, like, how you want relatable players. You know, like he's like saying, yeah, yeah having a player. Associate with them, yeah. But at the same time, I like new players in the squad. It's quite exciting. Yeah, but you want them to be like. So I guess you want you guys the balance from, you want, from your know, academy. From like a local, yeah, local school, like went to your, your same university. That you watched play under 19 or something. You're like, should I, I remember this guy? Or, you know, my brother played played with this guy in under 15s or something. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing that builds a relationship with a player in a club. Not, oh, we got a new Fijian. Okay, cool. Yeah, true. You know, no one in Maasai can pronounce his name, and he doesn't know the words to the anthem. Great. Maybe we'll win the next game though. I just think that's a bit shit. Yeah, true. Hopefully Brexit derails the whole of Europe. Huh? Fingers crossed. Well, come on, um, come on, May. Well, we are uh, come on. <laughs> Speaking of Brexit, uh, I just found I know we've been chatting a lot about it recently. Um, uh, Paul Rees, who is the Guardian's leading rugby columnist, he just he, he wrote a very interesting piece uh, about Brexit. Um, I'm just going to read a bit out a bit out of it. I know we're chatting about the technicalities of it, but he gets really stuck into it. Um, but just to open it, the dogs, the dogs Brexit the government is making of leaving the European Union has put the organisers of the Premiership Pro 14 and the European Champions Cup in a state of nervous uncertainty, uh, with no deal taking place on the 29th of March. Uh, the fears of that are growing. That falls on the quarterfinal weekend in the Champions and Challenge Cups. An exiting without a deal would have an immediate impact on clubs and supporters, not least because a visa would be needed to enter a member of the European Union. Uh, that's not true. It would leave a divide among Ireland's four provinces with Leinster, Munster and Connacht, governed by European law and also by British statute. That could impact the recruitment of players such as, uh, we've spoken about this, South Africa, Fiji, Tonga and Samoa, who are currently classified as European because the countries have trade agreements with the EU, maintaining their status in the Republic of Ireland but not in Northern Ireland, where they fall under foreign player rules. I have not experienced anything like this in my time as administrator, said David Jordan, the Pro 14 Tournament Director. We are a cross-border tournament, and since we took on two teams from South Africa who are used to having different rules, they have permitted two non-South African players in their matchday squads, while the other 12 teams are allowed two non-European squads. We are having, we are having to formulate plans of different scenarios, and the uncertainty makes it difficult. If a deal is agreed, we would have a transition period and would be able to plan properly, but if 29 March comes without an agreement... We would have five teams bound by European law and seven in Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland that are not. I do not think anything would change for the final two months of the season because the Colpac players all have visas. It would not suddenly have to leave, but it would have an impact on recruitment for the next season. The stipulation over non-European players would have to be written for seven teams. We're taking legal advice and we're speaking to the unions involved. While we have to prepare for a no deal, we hope no one is scheduled. 
And just a little bit of further detail here. Sorry, I know it's getting a bit uh, glazy over the eyes. A European player is defined as one who is a citizen of an EU member country. It would mean after Brexit that Welsh, Scottish, English and Northern Irish players, well, that's essentially Ulster, who played in one of the other countries would technically be classified as a foreigner. It would have to be changed to British. What, it, what makes it all the more unnerving for rugby administrators is that it is not simply a case of EU and British governments po- posturing while believing that a deal will be agreed, even if talks go close. That's the stuff. Um, so yeah, so Wales, and, Wales and Scotland are fucked because they count as foreigners then all of a sudden. Pretty much. Even though they're getting dragged, with, they're getting dragged along with Brexit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's just, I, I, I hadn't really thought about it actually happening mid-competition. That is a fuck-up as well in terms of the mm-hmm. visas you, it's not a visa as such it's like the e-nata system if, if you're british if there's no deal and you have to go across to europe you have to pay seven pounds for a visa i'm very clued up in this because uh, as like i mentioned we, we, we got I, I mean I, I don't think that that's yeah i don't think that's really that much to be worried about because nah, they're just going to stand along be, the queue they, no well there will be transitional arrangements made right it's not like brexit comes into effect and then suddenly the next day everyone who had a job in London has to reevaluate whether they're actually allowed into the you know within the borders yeah. kind of thing. It's not yeah, going to be of immediate effect. There will be transitional arrangements which will certainly extend beyond the end of the season. So I don't think that it's going to manifest in that way. Like the rest of his concerns are obviously valid. Yeah. Well, and here's the I think he has actually maybe a bit more of a meat in the bones. Um, it's about the rules in terms of squads, homegrown players in squads. It would affect England, more than Wales and Scotland, and the financial incentives for premiership clubs to include England qualified players in their matchday squads has worked to a large degree. Um, so, yeah, I think that's English. But a club such as Gloucester, um, a.k.a. Joburg Abroad, that has recently signed a number of South African players, could find they have to exclude all except two of them every weekend. So it's a little bit similar to what's actually happening in Japan. Bristol, Newcastle, and Northampton would be in the same position. The Premiership Rugby would doubtless make representations to the RFU. Clubs feel they have to balance right between homegrown players and imports uh, and salary cap, etc. So either way, it's a giant shit show, pretty much. Um, maybe, but maybe, but as we've we spoken about, it benefits Africa's players. The, the, can, I, a can I propose or, or a, a, quick, a quick stop, drop, and poll yes. on whether we can officially start referring to Cluster as North South Gauteng? Lost, uh, lost, uh, where, where, where would you like this poll posted? Uh, I think we can just deal with it right now. Yes, I think we can. Uh, yes, we can. Okay. Are, are you, are you, okay. Are you I'm not even going to vote because I don't need it. And I used to live in Joburg, so that's a nice circularity. So what you're saying is Ackerman's going to coach in Mauritius next because he's obviously following your career. Yeah. You've never lived in Cluster, hey, Adam? Excuse me? You've never lived in Gloucester? No, and uh, if I had to pick an English so, club to support... And you've never, you've never lived in Joburg either, so that's also a nice thing. I, I live in... Yeah. I'm literally... I live in Joburg right now. Why? Okay. I say every week that I live in Joburg. <laughs> I swear I swear to God, don't you dare say that I live in Pretoria. I don't... I don't, <laughs> I don't freaking live in Pretoria. Okay? Did you not hear the Joburg thoughts? <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm just... I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I heard rain... I'm sure I heard rain falling on a jacaranda. I'm sure I heard rain falling on a jacaranda. Okay, uh, I'm I'm moving on from this. Uh, French rugby. No, no, okay, okay, no, no, okay. Can I just? Ben had a better um, point to make. Okay, okay. Yeah, 
No, there was. Because you know there's that famous example how <laughs> when the smoking industry, uh, the tobacco industry had to stop advertising, they actually made more money. Yeah. Yes. What if the English clubs just actually use this as an op- Because the whole fo- thing with foreign players is it's just become like a race to the bottom sort of thing where yeah. they're all spending way too much money on foreign players because it, they become sort of like nuclear weapons. You know, you need foreign players because your, your opposition have foreign players, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So may, maybe they'll take the opportunity of Brexit just to be like, you know what, fuck it. You know, we're spending a lot of money on these guys. And it would be great, actually, to have the opportunity to just be like, you know, hey, sorry, listen, it's out of our hands. Like, we can only, we can only get two of these guys anymore. The well, clubs would probably... Like, I can't see it yeah, would yeah. dent the revenue of the clubs to a massive extent. And no, at the, the same I, time... Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. The, the clubs will benefit. But the, yeah. the, the teams will, will lose out because they'll be, they'll be shit again. Yeah, like the quality of rugby will obviously take a dive, but in terms yeah. of, but it'll take a dive universally across the, well not universally, uh, across the entire league, surely. Yeah, yeah. So financially, like you said, it'll be great, but I mean, everyone's kind of, kind of lose interest a little bit. No, but I, I don't know, like. Englishmen play rugby and no one likes that. No, no, no. I know, I know we, we have it sort of sarcastic about it or whatever, but I would say if the league sort of banded together and actually took the opportunity like they could actually kind of revive you know at least improve their finances a lot yeah no you're pretty right yeah alright Adam from Pretoria what's next (laughs) 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 disappointment Next time Adam is in chat, we could just say he's here and we could just take sound bites of him sighing and saying, I'm not from Pretoria. <laughs> uh, the French Rugby, uh, they, they're proposing lowering the tackle height. This is from AFP. The French Rugby Federation and the French National League have proposed to World Rugby to lower the legal heights of tackle of the tackle to waist level they announced on Thursday. I like how in the story because they took they put it on Sport twenty four from AFP, they put a picture of Owen Farrell <laughs> next to it. It's got nothing to do I I thought that was a joke. No. Because I saw that I saw, no, I saw no. that story and I was convinced it was a joke. No. During a meeting in Paris between the three governing bodies, uh, French rugby bosses, including the FFR president Bernard Laporte, also suggested banning tackles by two players in the head on tackles. The FFR has offered to trial the laws in the amateur competitions. The conference was organized following the recent death of Star Francais t- t- teenager uh, Nicolas uh, Chavon. Chavon died in hospital after suffering a broken neck, which triggered a heart attack during a match in Bordeaux on Sunday. And as reporter said in a statement, our game has to fundamentally evolve so that rugby becomes a game of movement and avoiding collisions. With that, it's important to change the mentality of players and change the laws, most notably to do with tackling. Uh, in September, World Rugby had tried lowering the tackle height from the shoulder to the nipple line. Sorry, nipple line. At the World Rugby Under-20 Trophy in Romania, the organization also confirmed it will put together a world forum to discuss player health and the evolution of the game's laws in March uh, next year in France. It will begin the process of eventual law experimentations ahead of the Rugby World Cup uh, in Japan. Um, yeah, so they're know. banning tackles by two players? I think so. Head-on tackles by two players. What do they mean? So, what do they mean by head-on tackles? Like face, like face to face, and not like tackling cross cover or from the. Yeah, from so the I'm back. assuming, yeah. So, if you two players, what I would say is two players standing shoulder to shoulder, sort of tackling one person running at them. 
Mm, I don't know. That's so. That's still, my first, my yeah. first question is: was was this secretly proposed by like Nemanja Nadolo or Amanaki Mafia or someone, <laughs> or like any of those guys who are just like unstoppable just, unless you use two to three people? Yeah. No, well, the to, to, be, definitely... to be honest, I think I think that this law change would suit South Africa quite nicely. I don't know. We, yeah. we do a lot of those like team up. No, 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 no. But attacking wise, like. You know, yeah. like, oh, too many one-off runners. Suddenly it's like, well, try to stop this fucker one-on-one. Dwan would benefit big time. All of a sudden, Wilco Lowe's like one of the top try scorers of the league. No, I, I know <laughs> I know, th- I know, the nipple thing sounded stupid, but it actually wasn't the worst idea. The... Because, yeah. I, like, it, do- it does sort of remove any... Because, <laughs> we, you know, we, we, know, we know that now because this is the worst idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, of, no, it was the is, worst idea up to that point. Yeah, up until the up until the French sort of just said, "Okay, wait, we can, we've got this." Yeah. The fr- someone in France instead of saying, "Hold my beer," they said, "Hold my red wine and my cigarette." Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe they sort of they sort of bargaining. You know, you know, like in uh, porn stars where they just like, "Listen, <laughs> I, I, I want, I want ten thousand dollars," and the guy's like, "Listen, I'll give you a hundred bucks," and then they set to one five thousand. Can't do the line, but uh, I've got a yeah, guy no, who's no. an expert on the head tackles. And I'll <laughs> yeah. and see if we can get that excluded. No, because <laughs> like, like nipple line is actually quite a because if you try aiming for below there, you very you got to be pretty reckless to hit the head somehow. Eh? Yeah, if you are, if look, yeah, if you got the cap on the nipple line, it's gonna be, you're gonna be having to be reckless to hit a high tackle unless you're tackling Colby. And will be immediately telling us, you guys forgot about Colby. How the fuck's anyone supposed to tackle Colby below the nipples? Yeah, well, also Col- Colby's, because Colby's hips, I'm pretty sure, aren't attached to his body, so it's gonna be pretty hard to attach tackle him there as well. Yeah. People think that yeah. Colby's small, but he's actually two even smaller people in a trench coat. He's two children in a trench coat. It's Colby. Stop dropping Paul. It's Colby two balls in a trench coat. One adult movie ticket, please, sir. <laughs> Look, he can, get away, he can get away with still playing for children's tickets. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was actually an elaborate thing. He was trying to get a discounted movie ticket, and then the guy just said, uh-uh, "I'm following you from now on." He just, he just had to carry on with the act for 21 years. Uh, I love how we, we haven't even gotten to the novelty part of this episode yet. No. <laughs> I love how Adam doesn't love that fact. <laughs> my, go- my goal, my ultimate goal of this episode is for us to go long enough that Adam is the kicker for the Manchester United game. No, I've, I've, I have it on a separate screen now. Okay. So I'm waiting for the that explains your lack of interest in our humor. Yeah. I'm waiting for the, Adam, waiting for the Adam, where Adam just walks off. <laughs> just like, Adam, oh, you Adam, it's bad enough that you don't listen to the pod. Like it's terrible that you don't listen to it while we actually record it. <laughs> I had I had every intention of listening to it last week, but I was on a wedding in Peter oh, no, and it was bloody hot. No, but I, I am listening, but. You know, there's only so much I can add, and uh, already three's a crowd. What does four make? Four make? What what does four people? Four's a party. Yeah, I I got really nothing to add, really, unfortunately. Someone has to be sober-minded. Could have suggested that that Colby is three even smaller than the trench coat? (laughs) 
Someone around here has to be sober of mind. Okay. So. Adam, have we got any more news to cover? We do. We have one more. Because I thought just thought of an excellent segue. Is Colby actually five penguins? One in each leg. <laughs> no, no, no. Arm, and then one for the one for the head. <laughs> Colby's two Tyrone Lannisters in a trench coat. <laughs> No, you can't do segues. <laughs> oh, now he's interested. Yeah, <laughs> that's mine. That's why, no. that's why I'm rather bummed now all of a sudden we've got an extra news article. Okay, this is actually kind of important. Thing. It's a continuation of what's happening around the World Important Cup announcement, and, guys. And squad times, okay? Right, the Premiership. Rugby, uh, this is um, a more solidification of what came out last week, has threatened World Rugby with legal action in an escalating row overplay insurance that is set to hamper a number of nations severely, including Wales and Scotland in the build-up to next year's World Cup. The Guardian understands premature rugby on Thursday wrote to World Rugby giving it 21 days to agree to major changes to its regulations that govern player insurance or face a legal battle. Uh, as the Guardian revealed last week, Premiership Rugby is already planning to prevent all non-England players from joining up with their respective countries until mid-August, only 35 Gee. days before next year's tournament starts in Japan. This puts centers on World Rugby Regulation 23, which currently states that clubs will be compensated by unions for players injured on international duty who earn £225,000 or less per year. Anything in excess of that is picked up by the clubs. World Rugby has agreed to increase the threshold to £350,000, but PRL uh, wants no limit at all and requested it to be removed in October in the basis there are 60 non-English internationals in the Premiership earning 225, uh, three zeros or above, or 25 on £350,000 or above. That was rejected, as was another request to do away with the 12-month limit, which means clubs being liable for any injury longer than a year. Uh, shortly before 2015 World Cup, PRL reached an agreement with World Rugby, a similar deal to that it employs the British, Irish, Lions, the Barbarians, that provided the additional protection at once, thereby ensuring the early release of players for that tournament. That deal expired in June this year, however, and has not been renewed. So, uh, again, it's all about money. Um, and personally speaking, from World Rugby's point of view, they, they they have to say, screw you to the English clubs, because this sort of stuff could bankrupt unions or, or, or cause a serious issue. Yeah. Really, like, like, rugby players are get injured all the time. There has to be some... What about... Yes? Yeah, because I mean... I was going to say, they're talking about Scotland and Wales, but fuck, Pacific Island, yeah. any of those teams, if one player goes down, they're fucked. No, exactly, and uh, a good negotiation is, is where nobody's 100% happy. And I just think uh, Premiership Rugby, already they've, they're curtailing the next alliance tour to South Africa. Um, they're being a bunch of greedy bastards, really. Uh, who, was, who was complaining? Was it Joe Marler? Recently, he was just talking about how greed uh, plays salaries. The, yeah, the SKI, yeah. the escalating. Joe, Joe Marler is the only person who's speaking at, lately. Yeah, because he's no longer yeah, in the game. He's not, yeah, he's not involved anymore. Yeah, because people yeah. don't want he's to be He's still playing club level, hey, though. He's uh, not yeah, he doesn't the, really have any skin in the game. It's because, yeah, he doesn't have any skin in the, beyond that, because he's obviously just fo- focusing at Harlequins at his highest tier now. Yeah. It, it's, it's a bit weird, because obviously... You know, like, like if we, you know, your your company is probably in, uh, insured by a different insurance company to whatever Alex's company, Adam. But um, it seems like that insurance for these uh, the Premier League some to seems to be general, like it's all insured by the same person or the same company. Oh, uh, is it? Well, well, that that's what this seems to say because surely if if you know it's like if you don't like 
the deal you're getting from your insurance company, just go to a different company. Yeah, that's true. It's probably negotiated, like, as in batches or something. Mm. Mm. No, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't seem very, very free market, does it? No, I agree. No. But I mean, maybe, maybe it's something that's like insisted upon by the English Rugby Football Union. So maybe they okay. say, as as a condition, in order, in the interests of like the club's liquidity and the player interests, we require you to have a reputable uh, insurer who can only be, you know, this person or one of these three or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but but I mean, it's still now. It, yeah, but it, now it would make sense if, you know, like an enterprising insurance company said, "Fine, we will offer you guys what you want," and then just take the entire. The entire the entire Premier League is business. Yeah. Premiership is business. Like. Oh, no. Yeah, that's uh, not a great idea. Hmm. If oh, only I ran a huge insurance company. Huh? Yeah. If only, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, now, Speak, no. Speaking of speaking of um, always paying your debts. Yes. Um, right, uh, we we do love Game of Thrones uh, here at uh, the uh, ERB pod. Though some some people here have even read the books. I'm afraid I'm one of those uh, non neophiles who actually haven't read any of the books. Uh, I was fully interested. Neither have I. The... I haven't you? Um, I'm quite surprised. Well, you strike me as someone who'd read the Game of Thrones books. I read the first one when I was a kid before, and then I just never got past it. Uh, that's so that's so hipster, man. Mm. Well, like, no, that's the thing. Like, I'd clean forgotten I'd even read it until like I was watching the first season. And I was like, oh god, this looks all familiar. Maybe, maybe you just identified too strongly with Ned Stark's character, and you just yeah, felt like obviously. you couldn't continue without him. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for like the first yeah. season. Uh, we've done a it's not multi. A spoiler alert. The book was written like 30 years ago. We've done well, a. We've, so far, 50% of people haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first push. Sorry, the first say 25, 25 percent of people. Yeah. yeah, I won't tell you what happens in the second one. Matt. Oh, thank you. We. I'm just, I'm just, I re-read, I'm rereading them now, and not much happens in the second book, to be honest. Um, the third book, th- shit happens in the first book, and shit happens in the third book. Second book first is mostly book. like mostly about John at the wall, I think. Like yeah, that. like we just talked about it. Around, John went and got some salted pork. That's pretty much the highlight of the second book. Doesn't he when's, kill... when's the one mention of Duncan the Tall? That's obviously Alex's favorite that, book. That that's third book when Jamie Lannister is reading mm. the the White Book as it's called, yes. which yeah. which lists all the deeds of the Night's Watch, and he just mentions how Duncan the King's, Tall, King's Guard, King's Guard, sucks. Yeah, so King's Guard, yeah, the White Tokes. Uh, he just mentions how Duncan the Tall succeeded Gerald Hightower. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Hightower succeeded Duncan the Tall. Duncan the Tall, yeah. quite a legend. And Duncan the Tall wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be out of place in the second <laughs> row for a rugby team. Just, just gonna put that Lofty up. to his mates or what? No, tiny. Tiny. Uh, yeah. They, 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 they love they, they love ironic names. Yeah, they call them Clay Dunk. Clay Dunk Tall. Clay Dunk in the Tall. <laughs> <laughs> Is is Cheslin Colby two Clan Duncans in a trench coat? <laughs> is Adam still connected to the Skype call? <laughs> I don't know. I've had to switch to my cell phone actually, so I've switched over at one point. Adam's not recording. We're in trouble. I, I'm, I'm recording. How, how's Manchester United doing, Adam? Um, click here. Oh, they're winning one 0 after 17 minutes. Good job. 
So apparently Jose, Jose Mourinho was the problem, I guess. Oh, dude. Don't, don't even get me started. But you know uh, what? what isn't a problem? See, Matt, that's how you do a segue. You know, you've got to make it, you've got to make it be natural and flow naturally. If you're still listening with us, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why? It, it, it's... Why would you ever be listening at this point? Yeah, I, I, um, I apologize for, God, God, do, for do you everything. Think Dunk the tall is two chairs and corners uh, okay. to get this to get this back on track. Um, the Springboks uh, are a very well. We, we like to think that they are. They have personalities. <laughs> you really have. You really have, make me. Like, I have to work hard to run over your ex. This is what happens when you don't listen to our last week's episode, Adam. That we worked so hard on. Don't start sulking now. Okay. Um, okay. Put no. Uh, right. The game. The Game of Thrones universe is filled with a lot of characters, as is the Springbok Squad. Especially if you go back to the Tutti area. We we had a discussion uh, recently-ish in the WhatsApp group about where different Springboks would be in the Game of Thrones universe. Not even necessarily characters. Where might they end up? Um, I can't remember what what did we, what, what did we say about Peter Stead the toy. Who was he? Uh, Peter Stiftatoy. Do you want me to jump ahead to him? Oh, do you have the list in front of you? Or something? I've got the list in front of me. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, now well, then I'll. I'll uh, you, you could please begin with him and okay. then go back well, to start with the props, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so so just to kind of clarify, it's it's not a Game of Thrones universe. It's the Song of Ice and Fire universe oh, because geez. unlike Adam. Um, I'm not a peasant, and I have actually read the books. Okay, then we're doing this. We're doing this for accessibility for the peasants. From, from no, the... we're doing no, no, no. This is upliftment. This is a social service. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> okay. Look, we've only got two listeners at this point, anyway. They'll agree with me if, they, if they've got this kind of tenacity. They've definitely read all the books. Yeah, I just want to check. Has Phil read the books? Because I'm assuming he's one of the two listeners, and Phil the other one has Anne. read the books. Phil's read the books. Uh-huh. He's probably more of a Song of Ice and Fire buff than I am. I can't speak to Ant. Oh, there's a poll. So, 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 uh, so, so, but I suppose Ant's not old enough to have read them. Will be able to tell us if the tall is two chairs and Colby's in a trench coat? <laughs> he, he probably is, could. Is okay, Gregor Clegane like eight chairs and Colby's in a trench coat? Gregor Clegane has like has a whole chairs and Colby just in his helmet. So... <laughs> 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 Okay, uh-huh. so um, <laughs> Adam has thrown the baton at me uh, to try and get, to try and get himself away from this conversation. But basically, what it comes down to is we went through the current starting lineup for the Springboks, first string, the first string lineup, and um, asked the question of if they were to be transported just straight into the Song of Ice and Fire universe um, as one of the characters, not necessarily one of the characters in the in the story, but you know, as one of the the peoples, who would they be? And so that was a question. Who would they be? And what would their signature weapon be? Right? Um, Matt, you, you've got it in front of you as well, huh? Yes. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to take turns? or? Yeah, we can back and forth. Okay. Do you want to start off? Okay, we're going to start off with <laughs> Steph Destoy, as, as requested by our noble leader. Thank you. Okay. But it's not even that he's... I don't know why he's bending to Adam, because it's not like he's the podcaster of the year either. No, he isn't. No. Been, that's, he was that's stripped of that. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he got a dishonorable discharge from that position. What do you mean dishonorable yeah. discharge? It, got, oh, got so he is listening. Oh, yeah, uh, there okay. we go. <laughs> I'm, always, okay, uh, I'm always listening. God. <laughs> Except for... 
Okay, wait, Peter Stefft at 12. Okay, there, 7. I got him there now, 7. Uh, uh, member of the King's Guard from a minor family. Has served multiple kings from different families with no scandal to his name. Places duty and honor above all. Signature weapon, longsword and heavy shield. Pretty, like, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the most straightforward out of anyone we would have guessed either yeah. as well. But yeah, no, I think that's that's because, like, literally he could he could easily be a character. Yeah. yeah. In the story. Like, he would just be a he, straight He up. would be, like, the crying blonde King's King's God, mm. like one. And scene. actually, if if you read if you do read the short stories, Ben, I think he's probably the one who re- reminds me the most of Duncan at all. There you go. I'm not reading the short stories. Uh, no, 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 they're, no, they're not. Have you written fan fiction? Have I written fan fiction? Yes, it sounds like you've had written fan fiction. Well, I don't know if if you can't. Um, Doing a thought experiment this... of where where the current Springbok scene would <laughs> no, be. I was going to say it's where Springbok this table is. Fan fiction. If you do, then yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. Um, I'll go with I'll go from the top. So Stephen Kitchoff, wandering wandering red priest. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. He doesn't fight for any lord in particular, but instead fights just for the red god. <laughs> and his signature weapon would be a flaming warhammer. Which I think again is is pretty self-explanatory. Also, fl- fun fact: Flaming Warhammer was his nickname at high school. Really? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Galloping Nachi. <laughs> no, he I, wasn't fast enough. That... He, was, he was like a cantering Nachi. Uh, uh, that's good sort of description. Also, sounds like straight out of Warhammer as well. The <laughs> tabletop game. Dream. Okay. Um, the Empire priests also have like flaming Warhammers and crap like that. Your turn, okay, uh, oh yeah, uh, Marx. Lesser Targaryen in exile, obviously. Pure blood, so banged his sister, or sorry, his parents, his dad banged <laughs> his dad's sister. <laughs> Noble of he birth. He will bang his sister eventually. <laughs> and he will bang his sister. <laughs> yeah, destined. destined to bang his sister. Uh, renowned warrior, signature weapon, Smeg broadsword. So it's got a nice <laughs> sort of Valerian, Valerian steel patterning on the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on his Instagram, this is him with his with his snake broadsword thing. <laughs> Thank you to Snake for this great broadsword. <laughs> you can see it's like. <laughs> uh, can I do Francois Herbert? I, I, I agree because Marx doesn't play <laughs> as a he doesn't give enough of a shit to be a first son if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, care enough. Like you know, it's like, yo, we're about to play England. I should probably practice my line off throw. Fuck you. Do what I want. <laughs> Snake for life. Like, he like doesn't. The, like, the like he isn't. A... We're also like mostly mad, and yeah. Yeah. like he's so he, he's he was slightly saved from that. He's not as as uh, inbred as they are. Oh, he's only. Uh, but but he, is, is he going to marry his sister? Uh, I don't know if he's going to marry her, but he's probably going to bang her. <laughs> just, just coincidentally, like, you know, yeah, ma- just, I mean, look, look, it'll happen, yeah. I look, like, look at him, like, she's only human, so... Um, okay. okay. Uh, what do you think his sister's name is? I'm guessing Kylie Marks. If, if Jesus, that's a cuck that. name, I'm sorry, yeah. Ben. <laughs> uh, well, that's no. like, I'm not... Malcolm's a cuck name as well. No, I reckon it's yeah, Candace. Malcolm Marks has at least got, oh, like, yeah, the, the benefit of alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Alliteration. I reckon it's Candace Whereas Marks. Kylie Marks just sounds like oh god, it just sounds like a bad fanfic character. I, I think I think it's Kylie Marks. What about well, that? going going with the Targaryen aspect and also with like the alliteration? I think it's her name's like like Megan Marks, but it's spelled like like M A E G H A A N 
Oh, God. Uh, I knew one of those Megans. Just Megs to her friends, obviously. Uh, can I can I move on to Francois Herbert? Yeah, yeah you have to. What? <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> France. Let him do it. France. That's, that's cheeky today. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, sorry. Take it away. I swear, like, I swear, I'm gonna pull it. Never mind. Okay, I was gonna. I was gonna. <clears throat> okay, let me get my composure back. <laughs> Francois Herbert. He he's heir to House Tardy. I wonder why Tardy. I wonder which character reminds me of that. Despite not necessarily being first in line by birth, <laughs> too fat to sit on a horse, but, res- but respected for his strategy, signature weapon is just a, re- a reinforced wooden shield. So what, if he was... He doesn't have a weapon. Yeah, if he was... So you t- are you telling me that if he... I, I don't think I've even seen these, um, because I clearly don't, don't pay attention. Um, yeah. If he was a superhero, right, would he be? Would he yeah. be a knockoff Captain America with his wooden shield? No, no, because he would. He would be the Blob. <laughs> the immovable force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Alex, Alex, I really, I really like this wooden shield kind of picture because that's what Francois does. He sort of yeah. holds up people and lets you know better men. Take the credit or whatever. Exactly. No, that, that, no, like, like he serves a role. Like, yeah, I can he's a solid pillar, man. He's a solid pillar. No, he could get in the way of someone, then Vinnie LaRue or whatever could shoot them with a bow. Like, perfect strategy. Oh. We're getting there, we're getting there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ebenezer. Does Vinnie have a bow? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. No one actually. I don't think anyone has ranged weapons. I think I gave everyone uh, melee weapons for some reason. I don't know, we'll see. But uh, Ben, do you want to, have you got it in front of you, or, or should we move on without you? I don't have it in front of me, so... Oh, you okay, can just so... make up one for Ebenezer, Ben. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do... Yeah, okay, make, make one up, Ben. No, Ebenezer, I would say he would lead... Um, you know, similar to... Oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the bastard, the Titans bastard, what's his... Oh, uh, um... He, yeah, well, anyway, he would lead... I reckon Eben would lead a company of cell swords. Like okay. just ultimate warlord, pretty just like close. Yeah, not giving close. a fuck. Like that's pretty uh, close, yeah. Signature close weapon. Um, I would say just no weapon. Just uses guns basically. Just strangle oh, people. Oh Ben. Sh- oh Ben. This is I was okay. Gonna, I was, yeah. I was gonna okay, say well, that we should actually well, amend this <laughs> signature weapon event. <laughs> okay. So, what, what, so what we've got written down: Yevonets uh, Beth, Iron Islands pirate with his own fleet. Yeah. So, so you're close enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, everything he has was taken from someone else with extreme prejudice. <laughs> True. Sig- signature weapon, his biceps. Oh, so, so <laughs> I'm, I'm giving myself a 50% for that at least, huh? Oh, no, I think you deserve more than that. I'll, I'll reckon, give you a half for getting that least. I reckon, island I reckon you could give yourself a high five. Yeah. Cross point of chat. Yeah. Although I want to, I want to, I want to propose an amendment and say we replace his biceps to his elbow because he loves the elbow fend. People's elbow. Yeah. And you know when, when you're storming the breach at Storm's End, like no one really cares if you're using your elbow. Yeah. Like yeah, actually, in a, in, a, in a way, in a, in a battle, if you're not leading with the elbow, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you, That's true. You've not got your two-handed axe cocked over your head. That's for sure. If you're not leading with the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay, go for it, Matt. Uh, Franco. Bannerman for House Arian, 
Ryan, sorry. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Carter, sorry. Uh, guards the Irie in the service of the High Steward of the Vale, but has no title of his own. Signature weapon, longsword with heavy shield. So I'm sensing the poor man's Peter Steff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. what he is. And like, but also, probably, probably as good, but just wasn't necessarily like born Signature. into the right family. You yeah, know? I was going to so, say, just born in the wrong spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that makes uh, so, so you're going for you going for a bit of a Blackfish vibe? What's it, Knight of the Gate sort of thing? Huh? Uh, no, like Blackfish has got a little bit more character than than Franco. No, what I was actually going for is there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy in, in book one or book two who um who fights Tyrion's who fights oh, Bronn in fights Tyrion's Bron, duel. Uh, yeah, is he, a, is, that, he a, is he a Royce? Uh, no, he wasn't a Royce, but he was. I think he was in the service of the Royces or something, or just yeah, service. Role, uh, maybe? No, no. I know who you're talking about. And actually, yeah. he didn't actually want to fight Bronn. Uh, fucking whatever her name, bitch lady forced him. Yeah, exactly. So it was like a combination of him and... Liza? Uh, Bron- Is her name and, Liza? Yeah. yeah. Manili. So <laughs> a combination of that guy and, and Bronzy on your eyes. I think you, yeah. get, you get to Franco Mustard. Adam, you're going to do Sia. I'm sure Franco yeah. would agree. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do uh, I could do Sia. I have the list in front of me, damn it. Because um, I think Sia's, what, Sia's close enough to a TV character that you should be able to. Oh, uh, here we are. Uh, right, Sia Khaleesi. <laughs> uh, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Volunteer for service to fight the true enemy of the North of the Wall. Signature weapon is a bastard sword. So is, is he... Um, so does the camp commander hate him because of his leadership qualities? Is, no, is, is that no. his deal? He's like the most likable guy ever. No yep. ways. Like he's he's teacher's pet. Like everyone likes him. Yeah, but, but that, that's just like Jon Snow. But uh, the, well, but the yeah, one guy like, still hated his guts. And, and it was very funny. I I don't think Jon Snow is that likable. I think he's a bit preachy. Yeah. John yeah, he, no, but even the, the, the red woman even calls him out. She's like, John, you actually you're arrogant in your humility. Which exactly. is true about John. Like Sia isn't. No. So are you are exactly. you saying that uh, John is the king of the humble brag? Yeah, yeah John is, John is the king of the humble brag, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas, um, brag. whereas Sia Khaleesi's just king of Frankie's underwear. <laughs> and and if you're listening, Sia, um I sent Tim a tweet earlier in the week. About Frankie's underwear, and I'd, re- I'd appreciate it if you could get back to me. Thanks. Okay. All right, next. Alex. Whose turn is it? Dwan. Just Dwan. You want Dwan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, isn't it Ben's turn again? Oh, yeah, Ben's turn. Yeah. So. <laughs> so who am I doing? <laughs> You're doing Dwan. 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 Adam. Adam. It's Dwan. It's Dwan. Adam. Please get it right. Okay. Uh, Adam's gonna hang up the score any second. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm, just no, no, no. I'm looking for Adam's face to just. I'm not, doing, I'm I'm not doing it for he, you. I'm doing it for the We're so time. close he, to the end. He, no, no, but Dwan's quite weird because he's relatively flamboyant. So I'd put him somewhere towards a bravosi, but at the same time, like he is quite stoic, like a knight of Westeros. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a, a middle ground between these two things. Hmm. I'm going to say his signature weapon is a short-handled warhammer, though. Uh, okay, that's all we got. Yeah. And sorry, guys, that I can't guess <laughs> what I'm doing. All your, all your good work from here. Oh, like, okay. Um, I'm going for the whole Thor thing, short-handled warhammer. Okay. You're in the wrong uh, 
Is he is he Beric Dondarrion? No. Is he, no. Well, okay, sorry. Then I'm. Well, he has the he's the Lightning Lord. Yeah, but again, then you're in the wrong universe. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just I can't I can't get away from this my... rabbit hole. Okay, let me let me save you. Let me save you from yourself. Okay, so what we've got, and you can tell me if you think we're wrong. We've got Dwayne Vermeulen, sorry, Dwayne Vermeulen, um, Bannerlord in the north. So he's, he's, he's in the north, and he's like a Bannerlord to the Starks. He served the Starks for generations. He stays true to the old gods. He's formidable in battle, and his signature weapon is a great sword. Okay. What do you think? Uh, absolute uh, unit. No, no. Yeah, no, but I, I think he has more, more flamboyance than that. Um... No, like, like, I think Dwayne has more personality than just staying in the North. Like, I, I do think, fine, Northman staying true to the old gods, but I, I do think he might, he might sell his sword for a few years before coming back to sort of reclaim so, the, oh, reclaim so, so, his ancestral seat. So, so maybe he's, see what he's doing. So, wait, so maybe he's from the Isle of Bears. Oh, Is he yeah. Jorah Mormont? Yeah, maybe he's a Mormont. Yeah, but yeah, Jorah yeah, Mormont. Mormont's a, a whiny get, eh? Yeah, he is, but his father ended up Lord Commander of the Night's God of the Night's Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's sort of the thing, like, um, kind of grown. He, like he's grown too big for his home of Bear Island. Hmm. Goes okay. off to the goes off to the free city, sells a sword, and then comes back like battle hardened with a chest full of plunder. Okay. And then, I like I like and, that. Too. But you know, through that whole time, he's maintained his commitment to the old gods. I.e. Uh, so, sorry, Ben, your fans getting a bit mad for you. Speaking oh, of the I'm old gods, outside again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. Sorry. Um, let's move on. Uh, Faf uh, to Clerk. I'll take this one. Mm. Okay. Uh, he's a Cranogman from the Neck. He shows up mysteriously from time to time to turn the tide of a battle, but he can <laughs> but he can be found wanting in open warfare. His signature weapon is a reed spear and poison tip darts. Jeez, is that it? Is that what you gave him? Thanks. What do you mean, is that it? How deep way about the chronic men of the neck. They're more small, aren't they? They're not known for being short. Howland counted Howland Reed as one of his greatest friends as allies, okay? If it hadn't been for Howland Reed, okay, number one, Jon Snow probably. I don't know. I don't oh, know fuck, what, oh, what would have happened to Jon Snow, but he probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah, he might, he might not have survived. Um, Ned Stark would be dead. Okay, so yeah, right off the so, bat, so that, that whole thing. So Rob, no Rob, no Arya, no Sansa. Yeah, none of that shit. Eh? Exactly. So basically, oh, and like, there's a pretty good chance. Oh that... no, no, actually, 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 Rob, I lie. Rob would have existed because Catelyn was pregnant from yeah. their wedding night because Ned's a potent boy. Yeah, yes, he is. The seed, the seed is strong. But, uh, but but the North would basically be crippled because they've got like a, a, a newborn baby as their, their banner lord and probably the the Lannisters take over King's um, like they take over the throne a lot earlier and the whole thing is just fucked 
Yeah, because I couldn't see... I don't think Jamie had enough respect for Rob to give the throne to him, the way he did to Ned. Actually, that's a... Yeah, fuck, that's a good point. So Robert Baratheon probably doesn't even get the throne in the first place. If it was yeah. if it is for Howland Reed. Does Jamie hang on to it for himself, then? Yeah. Oh, but the, well, well, no, he, no, he, I presume. Yeah, he gives it to his father, yeah. Oh, no, true. They've given it to do, do you know how? Do you know how niche we have just made? We have made this episode, guys. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Like, like, yeah, I don't know if you don't. Switch on music. It's okay because Adam disrespected the Cranock men. Yeah. yeah. I think you owe them an apology, to be honest. Adam. Uh, I will refuse to apologize. I think uh, the fact I have to listen to you guys so. mock me is punishment enough. So okay. uh, yeah. Right, Matthew, so I can, maybe maybe uh, a poison dart in the neck for mocking the Cranog men. You better watch your back, Adam. I think Adam's the knight of the laughing tree. I just le- I just heard about him the, earlier today, actually. Well, the fact that I think the closest one of you is, what, it's a thousand kilometers from me? That's the closest mm-hmm. Well, the how far, how far I don't know, Adam. They're elusive fuckers. They're masters of camouflage. Exactly. They could be hiding they in your, people, your so they're anywhere in Pretoria. <laughs> yeah. Can they I jump out of you from a jacaranda tree? Can I? Uh, can I? Can, Pollard. Yeah. Can I? Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Andre Pollard, born to House Lannister. That makes sense. Earmark for greatness from a young age. No taste for the Game of Thrones. But a natural affinity as a field marshal and warrior, signature weapon is a long sword. Yep. Seems pretty run of the mill. It's pretty vanilla, but I mean, he is pretty vanilla. So, yeah. Uh, followed, yeah. Exactly. Do you want to do the next one, Matt? Sure. Apiwe Dianti, uh, Prince Chachala of Wakanda. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> A Dornish bastard of the Martel family, relatively unknown in Westeros, but a deadly fighter with a knack for exploiting enemy weaknesses. Signature weapon, short stabbing spear, and a light buckler. Yeah. Okay. Do the are the guys also sans the guy bastards? The Martel guy bastards. Anyone, any bastard born in Dorn is a sand. Yeah. Okay. Just wasn't same as as a, a snow in the north. Yeah, but uh, if you're... If what, you're... What a... mm. No, sorry, Adam, you, you go. I was just going to uh, no, make well, this more... If, you, if, if, you're, yeah, you're not, if you're a sand, you're not discriminated against uh, for your upbringing. They don't really care too much about that. Yeah, no, they, they are more open-minded than... Um, especially the North. Yeah. You don't want to be Hello? a snow. Yeah, what, is, what is your question, Ben? What do you... Because, okay, so... If you're a bastard of Dawn, you're a sand. If you're a bastard of the area, you're a stone. If you're a bastard of the north, you're a snow. Yeah. If you're a bastard of uh, the river run area, you're rivers. Yeah. If you're a bastard of the stormlands, you storm. What are the bastards by uh, Lannisport called? Uh, Lannisport? Well, by Castle Rock. Oh, uh, those are the... Those are in the Westerlands, I think. So then it would be Hill. Hill, okay. Good. Hill, I think it's Hill. I think I went to school with the Hill. Shame, bastard. Mm. And then if you're from High Garden, then you're, it's a Flowers. Flowers, yeah. yeah okay, Iron, I just need... Iron Islands is Pike. 
like yeah. uh, like Cotter Pike. It's like one of the he's in the Night's Watch. Oh, oh thank you. Anyway, you want cool. Ben? Do you want to do Delendi or Jesse Krill? I want I want no, I want I want Ben to do Jesse Krill. Yeah, okay, no, fair enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, I'm I'm gonna say, not actually a fighter. He is. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. He. <laughs> He, he's a he's he's a play actor. He travels he travels the free cities in a group of mummers, and yeah, he basically does like roly polies and shit. And yeah, women love him. He's having an affair with the with the theatre ma- madam, and also he he sells his services as a male prostitute, and he's been nailed by the Red Viper twice. No no weapon. What do you what do you mean nailed by? Fucked in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Tenderly made love with. <laughs> oh god. Okay. That, that's better I, than I pre- what we have. I, I presume that's hundred percent. So let's carry on. Oh god. What do, what do, what do you guys have? So for JC Grill, we've got. <laughs> he's a middle son to the Tyrells. So Ben's not wrong yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is a Tyrell. High Garden has made him a respected Tony fighter. But he is not seen as battle hardened. He prefers jousting to the melee. And his signature weapon is a lance and a spirited mare. A mare on heat to put off Gregor Clegane. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you, were, you were close with his lance. No, I, I think I think actually, in a way, we are very similar there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think you those, almost. Are those, yeah, those are not mutually exclusive. Okay, yeah. let's get through the, let's do the last ones quickly. Uh, I'll go back to Delende. Damon Delende quickly. Damon Delende is a wandering hedge knight. He is beholden only to his own code. He trusts nobody but himself, and he always gets the job done, even if it's ugly. Signature weapon is a spiked mace. Yeah, I, c- I could see him swinging a, a spiked he, mace. He, he, he is a blunt instrument, fair enough. Exactly. Yes. Plus, you know, he's not going to pass, and therefore not ask anyone else to help. Yeah, exactly. Well, a, a, a spiked mace isn't necessarily blunt as such. It, it's like blunted. Like it used to be when he first got it, it was nice. And sharp. Now okay. it's kind of. It's just like a just a, a pretty much well, an anvil, a swinging anvil. When when, when the when the mace was playing Varsity Cup, it was nice and sharp. But since <laughs> yeah. his career's matured, it's blunted a bit. Uh, can I do Tsubu and Kosi? Yeah, go All for right, it. Tsubu and Kosi. <laughs> Champion pit fighter in marine, where he has never lost a fight. Dazzling speed and power is too much for lesser fighters to contend with. Limited experience on an open battlefield. Signature weapons are two matching axes. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty pretty deadly. Right? Uh, yeah. do, do, do you know what I'm thinking? If this rule comes in that you can't tackle below the waist, Sabuan Corsi is going to become the best player in rugby. <laughs> I don't know. What about like Takeli Nairo? Yeah, it's, that's that's a good shot. He'll, he'll suddenly he'll suddenly be yeah, good at No, but he'll like he'll drop the ball and shit. Like Sabu, of course, he can catch <laughs> and shit. Like he, he he's a total. Yeah, now, Vora, you actually have to like sort of run along next to him and put the ball in his hand once he reaches top speed. It'll, also, it'll at be the like, same time. To be fair, because like most of the most of the good things that Nairo does is because people don't tackle him below the waist. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it'll actually make it'll like nerf him. Maybe it'll be worse. True. Okay. Uh, last one, Vili Larue, Matt, do you want to take it away? Okay. 
Water Dancer of Bravos, one of the three cities. I thought I added that. Uh, skillful and deadly fighter, relying on flair and unpredictability rather than brawn or courage. Signature weapon, a slender fencing rapier. And a unicycle. And on a unicycle, yeah. <laughs> the only unicycle in Westeros. Yeah. His, and his rapier is one of those, when you press a button, a flag comes out that says bang. <laughs> no, when you, when you press a button, it says, not today. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? Not today. I, 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 I hope, I hope Valina Rue has as much personality as we pretend he does. Uh, I think he's pro, yeah. You can't I want to talk about this. Don't, don't spoil the illusion, Ben. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, he does. He does. He definitely I, does. I, I heard he's actually leaving Wasp because, like, the weather's too bad for him to ride his unicycle. That makes more know. sense than that makes more sense than them not having money for him. But I feel like that wouldn't put him off. I heard he was leaving Wasps because they they ran out of blackberry jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, also, I, I heard I heard they used to, they pay him in Pokemon cards, and since <laughs> and, and, and since, and since Gen Six is delayed, like they they battling to find new currency, you know. Since, <laughs> since he got his shiny Charizard, he's just kind of lost he's been coasting. Yeah, he's been coasting ever since. Oh, <laughs> Check <God>. out, but what okay. we're saying is Felina Ruiz pays about as much attention to Wasp Rugby as Adam is right now. <laughs> to us. Felina yeah. <laughs> Ruiz is to Wasp Rugby what Adam is to this podcast. Yeah, that is, pretty much. That is, uh, that's literally uh, the nicest thing you've ever said about Adam. Vicarial and Valuable. He's a second 5'8". He pings together the back line, pops up, creates gaps, scores, tries, takes the, takes the stuff under the hardball, you know the ultimate, the ultimate, the the best, really. He's he's erratic and he has a so-so beard. <laughs> oh. Why do we have? Why do we have to get so personal about this? <laughs> why are you insulting my fashion now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I think you, I think you got a great, I'm, great I'm, beard. Uh, 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 thanks, thanks, but I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Adam is suspicious of your compliment. I'll tweet it out a, to a, show a, how serious I am. Yeah, but like, uh, how long has this been going on for now? Uh, let's see. A uh, open up here. Yeah, just over an hour of uh, relentless, relentless anti. A relentless, banter. relentless just, banter. Just yes. top drawer just coming out, left, right, and center. Yeah, Mike. So we're we gonna change. Giving them, the, giving the elite, the eliteness is tangible. It's are so we gonna? Are we gonna you can cut it with knife? Right. Are we changing our, our name to the relent the RRB now? Relentless <laughs> rugby fashion. <laughs> well, we've gone past an hour. Is that is that like the YouTube the ten minute threshold where we have to get like monetized if we go past an hour? Oh, we get extra ads now. Yeah, yes. I, I assume that's why we do this, right? Well, well, Saying that we should honor our sponsor. Do we have anyone for the, oh, the blame uh, the, the game blame game sponsored by game? Anyone? Uh, I feel uh, like I would win this. I blame Adam for not listening to last week's episode. I, I, I echo that. Yeah, the game blame game sponsored by game. I think uh, yeah, won by Adam two two weeks in a row actually. Yeah, once for being in Maritzburg and then once for not listening. Yeah, Adam, by, by I've the got way, a funny I've got a funny feeling he's gonna get a next weekend when he's in Kenton as well. 
So he's back from Kenton. You know, are you back next week? Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. God damn it. Yes, I am back. Okay, and I'm busy. Are you, you going to be fresh, Adam, or are you going to be hungover and grumpy? Uh, no, I'm going to be fresh. Um, the problem is that he, won't be, in, he won't be hungover. I'm also in the reason. process of moving, which isn't really doing my mood um, any good either. But uh, what I'm doing right now, because uh, you, you guys have been relentlessly... Editing the first half of this. Since uh, you've given me an endless amount of shit, let's see, banter... Need, oh, wait, we need... Sorry, are, you firing, are you firing us? No, I'm not. I'm busy going on to oh, I'm going on to my app that I use to uh, download podcasts. I am downloading last week's episode, <laughs> and when I'm on the plane, when I'm on the plane to PE, to PE. I'm going to listen to it. Okay, because Adam, then, I, then I'm I, trapped I, I, and I have nowhere to go. I, I think you is that the only way you can listen to your three friends talk. If you trapped, uh, friends is quite a quite a strong word, you know. Yeah. Um, after you know, people, okay, okay, fine. Guys, you don't insult your your, your two friends, your two friends, and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, do we do we have anything further to talk about? Because I think it's just yes. us now. Oh, oh, we have oh, one more stop. piece of business. Yes. What is it? Stop, drop, and poll. Yeah. Stop, drop, and poll. Brought to you by Dave Grohl. <laughs> Tell us more about the stop, drop, and poll. <laughs> Just, 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 just wait, just wait. Should we keep quiet for 30 seconds so we can put in Dave Grohl's pre-recorded message? Uh, or should uh, we put that in at the end? Yeah, so, no, I think that's a good idea. Um, so, Stop, stop Drop and Poll brought to you by Dave Grohl. We have a special message brought to you by Dave Grohl. And, and Adam is going to insert it now. Oh, God. Thank you very much, Dave Grohl. <laughs> For those kind and well-considered words. Um, moving on, moving on to the stuff drop and brought to you by Dave Grohl. Um, as, you would, as you would have just heard from, from, from Dave. You are still listening. Okay. This is what I have to deal with every week. This is what I get. This is the part when I'm not on. Adam, Adam, we're trying to get to the stuff drop and fall. Yes, what is the poll? <laughs> Sponsored by Dave Grohl, Adam. <laughs> Sponsored by Dave Grohl. Well, I, I was in Golden Circle when the Foo Fighters were here. So, you know, I've, I'm, if you can say we're mates, so that's pretty close. Did you, well, happen, okay. to record, did I, you happen to record Dave speaking? Because that no, would be pretty useful right that, now. That would actually be fair, yeah. That would be <laughs> cool. I think we made some promises that we can't necessarily keep on this episode. <laughs> but I actually, I actually made a note of the time code. Just have to figure out what the hell I can put in there, but um, what is the poll? What is the like part Enough, guys. Enough horsing around, guys. We've got we've got to contract your obligation to Dave Grohl to do the stop drop So today's today's stop drop and poll brought to you by Dave Grohl is going to be a question that was posed by Andrew Andrew DeBlock on our Facebook group. Which is, um, who is the best player to never receive a Springbok cap? Ah, yes, that generated much heat. It Actually. did. It was a lot of heat. Guys got very heated. <laughs> um, it was a hot topic. So, uh, I'm going to read through all of the nominees first, and then we'll, we can have a, a brief discussion about the winner, because it actually ties in with a, a current news piece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we finally let Adam go. 
So, okay, the runners-up uh, for the best player never to receive a Springbok cap, John Mametze. I think that might be a joke. Uh, Johan Rutz. That might also be a joke. Etienne Boerter. That's actually a very good call. Yeah. Because Etienne Boerter was amazing. Gary Boerter's brother. He died... Um, yeah. He died too young. R.I.P. Uh, Nick Costa. Only got one vote, actually, Nick Costa, which is surprising because he was one of the... Like, he's always, he always comes up in the most kind of disappointing career did, conversation. Did, did he... When did he play wing, or am I just making that up? No, he played wing for the Stormers. He played but wing he was for the flat, huh? He played wing for Barbarian as well. Oh. Or well, he might have come on as, as a loose forward. So he played eighth man um, for his high school. At, when he was at Bishops, I think he played eighth man. Um, and, I mean, he was a big guy. Like, he was well over six foot. He was, you know, well built and everything. But he was incredibly quick as well. So he was a bit of a PSP type player. And, yeah, look, I, a lot of people were unhappy with him being the wing. But I honestly think that was probably his best bet at a, at the career he arguably deserved based on his junior form. Because uh, he was really incredible at that school. He was one of the best school play, rugby players that I've seen. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, moving on. Uh, we've got Clyde Rathburn and Brad Maris, which are kind of semi-cheats because I, I think the conversation should more be about guys who just didn't get recognized rather than guys who got recognized by the wrong country. But uh, anyway, then John Daniels. Uh, I've got to admit some some ignorance here. Let me look this up quickly. John Daniels, veteran winger, retired in 2008. Oh, he's the, he's the record holder for the most tries scored in Curry Cup. So he's yeah, prolific try scorer, carry cup, never got a chance for the spring box. Yeah, unfortunate. Did he play super yeah. Uh I don't think so. No, he played for Cavaliers. Ah. Uh, so it's Carry Cup first division as well then. Uh no, because remember up until recently Cavaliers were in oh, the Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand eight, yeah, never mind. So, so then Philip Fennevolt. Uh, who was added by yours truly. I maintain that he's the yeah. best rugby player in South Africa. Yeah, dude. Currently in South Africa without a um, without a Springbok cap. Then, um, moving on, oh, Tiger Backs. No. I'll be completely honest. A big, big fan. Um, St. Andrew's boy, obviously, so big fan. And honestly, he's in my top list of, of schoolboy rugby talent that I've seen play. I still don't think he should be on this list. I no. don't think he's better than other people on the list. So, let's move on. Jacques Bortis. Jacques rugby legend. Mm. Fuck right off. I'm sorry. No. I, I'm, I agree. You I agree. Was, he, he, you agree that you should fuck right off? Or he yes. should be there? He, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm with you on him fucking right no, off. No, no, no. Like, I think Sharks fans need to acknowledge some players, like, Players have their limits. Like, John yeah. Portis was a good Curry Cup player, a possible Super Rugby player. That's yes. all. And you are like, asking like, a lot from fucking Sharks fans, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, I know, but... But, like, no, no, like, Ben's right, though, because I feel like the Sharks, more than almost any other union, have, in their history, a lot of those kind of guys who are really, really good at Curry Cup and possibly also really good at Super Rugby level, and they just can't make the step up. 
because I feel the same way about Keegan Daniel. Keegan Daniel probably ought never to have been a Springbok, which is not to say that he wasn't a good rugby player at his level, but he wasn't like Springbok material. And yeah, neither was Ke- Dark, Keegan, Dark Keegan, I'm going to say this because after our chatting shit before, almost no one's listening to this. But <laughs> Keegan Daniels was a very is a very is probably still a very useful player at a mm. certain level. Yeah, but the type of player he is, level, yes. he's, he's only effective He's only effective if he's dominating the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's only effective if he's playing against the under-13 blind school team. There it is. If you have no, to no, play one fixture to save the universe and it's against, <laughs> the, orf- and it's against the orphanage, then <laughs> yeah. Daniels is probably your guy. Yeah, he's, he's probably got the, the le- just enough lack of or just enough lack of scruples to be able to put on a hard hit and tackle on like an eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, to be, and to be fair to Jacques Porters, I think he'd make that hit. Okay. Yeah. No, no, but but Keegan, the, the way he plays, he relies on dominating. He relies on being stronger and faster. Well, mainly faster. Yeah. Than his than his opponents. Mm. As soon as he's not faster. He's as fucking about as useful as a marzipan dildo. There we go. <laughs> okay, can we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, so I, start, the... I started that by saying, like, I'm going to say something nice about Keegan Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> say something nice about Keegan Daniels. He's a marzipan dildo. I, I think, I think, I think you, implied, you implied that he was fast at one point, which is a cocky <laughs> yeah. do you think Do you think all Sharks fans perked up a bit? Like, I think they yeah, they'll be like, hey, you, know what, you know what, Keegan Daniels is fast. Like, that's true. Um, <laughs> So what you're saying, Ben, is that... The number one one runner-up for best player not to have been given a fuck cap. It's another cheat vote, but it's CJ Stunder. So again, you know, he wasn't... He was one that got away, but he didn't fall through the system. He just went to a different system. Uh, But didn't we tell him he's too short and then he fucked off? Yeah. But the number one player, as voted by Lee Drogby Banter on Facebook... And again, if you wanted to participate in the Stop, Drop, and Poll brought to you by Dave Grohl in the future, then you need to join the Facebook group because that's where we have the polls. Um, you got to be accepted into the group, though. Uh, yeah, you got, oh. and that's that. There's quite a stringent acceptance process. Um, it's quite so a voting process. Yeah, we have between five and seven bots that don't get accepted every day. <laughs> yeah, that's so, ridiculous. So number one player, best player not to receive a Springbok cap is Rory Cockett, uh, the man with uh, a lot of fingers and a lot of eyes, and apparently that received 17 votes out of the total. I mean, how many weeks it's did he just, get? Three, three weeks. Three, three weeks. Yeah. So seven, well, then, well, he, he's lucky because he because he could have got two hundred and six weeks. So you <laughs> know, he, got, he, he got roughly six. He's got six votes per per one week ban. Obviously, yeah. obviously, he, obviously, he's got a he's got a hell of a he's got a hell of a lawyer to drop those you know three hundred two hundred and three weeks. That yeah. game was a shit. Like, have you guys seen some of the other shit from that game? No. no, but do not irritate me. I quite like Munster, and that game is making their fans look very whiny. But I've seen most of, actually. I've seen quite a few Munster fans outright say, "Look, we played fucking terribly in that game. We deserve to lose." But also, just by the way, mm. this shit happened off the ball that needs to be looked at. I've seen a lot of that from Munster fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure enough. They fully acknowledged and accepted that their team lost that game. They played like shit, but they were also like, "Oh, by the way." Shit just went south, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair enough. That's what you got to do. You got to basically acknowledge it and then 
turn everything comical into a meme. <laughs> that is that is the rugby Twitter way. Um, can, can I suggest our, our next stop, drop, and poll sponsored by Dave Grohl? Okay. If you could change the position of of Springbok uh, players of a player w- w- when he turns eighteen, uh, what would be your your number one positional change? Like putting Quaka in the centres, putting Pierce Beast on the wing, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, are we done with this current poll? We need to start wrapping up. Yeah, we're done yeah. with the current uh, stop, drop, and pull brought to you by Dave Grohl. So you didn't bring up Rory uh, Cockett. Does, does, does Dave have another message for us? Are you sure you didn't uh, bring up Rory Cockett? Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's we did. It. Oh, sorry, I don't know why... Have I, you not been listening to this episode as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, because... Adam's not listening. The last hours I heard is when Ben ended up insulting Keegan Daniel. And then... And then oh, was, that, was like, that was about half Adam an just, hour ago. <laughs> okay, Adam guys, just quit. I think, I think, what do you mean, right? Adam? I called him fast. We owe it to da- we owe, we owe it to Adam to go over the last thirty minutes of the podcast again. <laughs> no, please God, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done, Adam. You can go yeah, watch your. We're done. Your, you can your, you can sign us off. You can sign us out, Adam. <clears throat> if you have been listening and are still listening, thank you very much for listening to Elite Rugby Banter. Um, yeah, I'm not thanking these oaks here. They've uh, they disrespected my art, you know. It's trying to, you know, just trying to keep the the train that attracts people. God, how do you? No, Adam, you, you were you were trying to keep the train that attracts. You fucked off for like 15 minutes while we were talking. Like, yeah, you but be talking about anything. yeah, but you know. This is going to sound like a massive wind. But whenever I, I try try to move on, I get interrupted. Whenever I try to say something, I get interrupted. When I I get made fun of when I try to make an interesting point. You know, it's like... I think, I think I'm you did like a great this, job, Adam. I'm, no, Adam, you, no, no, no. You see, that, that, that's sarcasm. I don't want that sarcasm there. Adam, you What? Adam, you are... I was going to say, Adam, you are a straight man. It's your job to take all this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a portable toilet at uh, a trance festival <laughs> in Cape Town at one in the morning. Does, does that mean that you're in very high demand? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I everyone just, wants do, to hang I, out I just get shat do, on a lot, do, and there might be do, even people do, do, on drugs trapped do, inside do. me. So. You have drugs in you? No, oh. like people on drugs being trapped inside the toilet for refuge. If you actually have drugs, then we've underestimated your value, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam, if you if you've just done this whole episode on drugs, I'm actually no. really impressed because you no. kept it together quite well. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not on drugs. Um, and Elite Rugby Band does not endorse though. drugs whatsoever, apart from the odd beverage. Um, and even then, if you're driving, please uh, use uh, an app or something like that. See, that's what the straight man does. He just tells. Hey. Oh, Wait, how have I just accepted this immediately? No, never mind. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much for listening. We will have a final episode of the year, of the year next week, and um, that's going to be it. Thank you very much for listening. If it's if you are the only listener. God, how did he, how did these things get even longer? <laughs>